When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And I'm not going away with some dirty little punts to spit all over me. If he spits over me, I'm going to Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Good afternoon, dear listeners. Welcome to a beautiful sunny afternoon in South Bermondsey. Welcome to the game versus Milton Keynes. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening to Achtung Millwall. I apologise for my breathless tone. I literally just got into the ground having sold badges outside for the uh, AMS calls. And I've literally just sat down to pie and Bovril to hand. Mill going to kick off, attacking the, the cold blow lane in in the first half. Reverse of what we normally like. Never goes right when that happens, does it? Um, Milton Keynes in all red. Lions in their blue and white stripes this afternoon. A little bit of team news. We've got Tom King remaining in gold. It's like Cooper, Webster in central defence. Craig on the left. Cummings on the right. Uh, midfield, uh, Williams I see. Ben Thompson. Fred on the right and Fergus on the left up front. Lee Gregory, Aidan O'Brien. Lions come into today's game, of course, on the back end of that incredible 810 minutes, is it, without conceding a goal, league goal. Um, an amazing achievement. I've got no reference point to um, refer back to. I can't think of anything quite like it. Early corner here for Millwall, one minute into the game. Absolutely, uh, absolute tribute though, to the to the defensive unit to not concede for that length of time is an amazing achievement worthy of uh, worthy of note. Then comes a corner into the middle. That's towards Kuba. That's headed over the bar, high over the bar. First chance for Millwall. One half minutes. Yeah, selling the badges is quite an interesting experience. You get to meet all human life. I'll say that to you. Meet some lovely people, all lovely people actually, but some are more um, needy than others and sometimes I feel like I'm a branch of the social services setting my uh, my wares outside anyway we've sold well the badges the Battle of the Den badges have sold out um, I'm hoping that Martin has, has sold well down at the Coldblow Lane end and any spares will sell over the next uh, game the home game might not be many but I might have to do a reorder because they're very very popular big thank you to everyone for their support the online orders and uh, the sales today here at the Den much much appreciated profits will go to the AMS Fighting Fund and also Lewisham Junior Cricket, a course beloved of the uh, Guardian journalist Barney Roney. And in part, it's meant as a thank you for all of the help and support that he's, he has offered us in, in our battle with Lewisham Council. You know all about that. Trying to eat a meat pie and do some form of comment on the game is quite a, quite a task, actually. 
There's a bad ball there from Milton Keynes. That's picked up by Shane Ferguson going down the left. What can he do? He's had to pause in his run forwards. No support. Gregory's kind of inside him, but he's been bundled over. Free kick for Millwall. Yeah, eating and football commentary is not generally done in combination. I'm sure the great David Coleman never used to do that, nor did John Monson. But that is my... I'm trying to attempt to because I've been stood standing outside the ground for two hours. Ball four from Cummins, trying to find Gregory, 11 minutes into the game. Not a huge amount to report so far to you, dear listener. I've managed to consume my pie, you'll be glad to hear, <clears throat> with no apparent um, interruption to my mastication. I've always been fascinated by the fact that the Milton Keynes Dons retained the, the Don part of the Wimbledon um, the old Wimbledon club that was their, their forebears. And the uh, controversy shifted, of course, in 2003 um, when Wimbledon of Plough Lane um, were no more and they moved to Milton Keynes, having flirted with the idea of going to Dublin in the Premier League at the time. Uh, they moved to Milton Keynes and um, bit by bit over the next couple of years they uh, morphed into the current club that is Milton Keynes Dons. Why they've retained the um, Dons part of the name, I don't know. They, they gave up the official um, records to the old Wimbledon side, didn't they? Uh, the, the FA Cup win and the Southern League titles and all the rest of it. That was all officially relinquished to the FA and handed over, I think, to the uh, Phoenix Cup AFC. But why they retain the Dons part, I've never quite fathomed because you'd think that um, that's the logical conclusion of giving up all trace of Wimbledon's um, origins, but they seem to have retained it for reasons best known to themselves. 14 minutes, not a huge amount of action to report. Ball at the mill end at the moment. That's hoofed clear by Byron Webster. High, high, wide and handsome, to coin Mushtaq Malik's phrase from the ITV report in the week. Did you see him? The head of renewal, who popped up out of the woodwork, looking something like the hood out of Thunderbirds. Clearly a man still hell-bent on winning the CPOs for our car park. More of that later when I speak to Mickey Simpson, the new fan on the board. For the moment, though, we're going to stick with the football. 15 minutes, nil-nil, not a huge amount to report, I, I regret to say. 20 minutes, Milton Keynes win a corner on the right-hand side. Attacking the away end in the first half. Never feels comfortable when teams choose to do it the, the wrong way round. So we're attacking the home end, the cold blow lane end in the first half. Um, for some reason it feels shiftless and like you've put the wrong shoes on the wrong way round. But as it is, we have a corner on the right-hand side on 20 minutes. Opportunity for Milton Keynes to swing it in. In it comes, near post. That's going to be headed away by Aidan O'Brien at near post with Jordan, uh, Jordan, Tom King behind him lurking. Fred shielding it now. Prince of free kick. We'll bring it away. 20 minutes. Milton Keynes just starting to come forwards more as we come to the halfway point of the first half. Mill haven't shown much at all going forward. It's been very predictable. Long ball, long ball, long ball. Milton Keynes have attacked down the flanks a little bit without showing any danger in the central zone. They've got a couple of crosses in that really uh, we want to be keeping an eye on. Ben Thompson brings it away here. Runs straight into trouble. 21 minutes. Thompson trying to work some space. This is Gregory back to goal. Appeals for penalty. It's gone down. No penalty given. A run of penalties recently. One in the week. Slotted away uh, nicely. This is Ferguson on the, on the right-hand flank at the moment of the penalty area. Puts a little ball into the mixes. Gregory 1-0. Lee Gregory close range out on 23 minutes. Right-hand side across from Shane Ferguson. Slotted in from close inside the six-yard box by the killer. Lee Gregory. Very nice, he's put away. Wait for the replay come on the screen. Mr. Byford, how's moment of glory coming? 
Come on, Mr. Pfeiffer, now. Oh, just watching the replay, Gregory on the, uh, Ferguson on the right side, a little dipping cross, nice cross, onto the head of Lee Gregory inside the six-yard box and headed home from very, very close indeed. 1-0 Millwall. From out of nowhere, a game that was really um, showing nothing so far. A little moment of quality there by Shane Ferguson on the right-hand side, unusually for him, and beautifully finished from close range by the, the goal machine, Gregory. Tired ball there by Ben Thompson, gives possession straight back to Milton Keyes. There's, there's a goal from distance, 1-0. 29 minutes. That was a, that was on a, a poor ball out by Ben Thompson, slammed home well from outside the penalty area by the 16. There it is. That breaks the the goal spell. Number the number 10. Sorry, um, taken well. Bottom left hand corner. One each. Let's watch it again on the replay from distance. Um, it went through Tom King's hands actually. So arguably um, Thompson, arguably King should have done better there. One all. Poor goal to concede. That's happened some time, but um, that was. A couple of errors in defence there, the very thing that's um, maintained that, that fantastic record. Sometimes described as a soulless place, Milton Keynes. It obviously was one of the new towns built, I think, from the 1960s, 1970s onwards. I've never had a problem with it as a, as a place. I, um, I think it's obviously it's been designed, so it doesn't have any of the um, organic growth that some people would... Um, associate with our traditional towns and cities and it's got a kind of a, a, an Americanized feeling with its grids and its um, roundabouts but I don't mind it as a place um, and I'm not supposed to say that and I'm, I don't have a problem with Milton Keynes Football Club to be quite honest with you um, in Victorian times clubs merged, split, moved with gay abandon um, it's only in this um, rather frozen post post First World War era that uh, it never happened and we associate that as with normality but in Victorian football any, any student of the game knows well, there we are no history um, I take all that with a big pinch of salt myself I, as I say I don't have a problem with Milton Keynes never have done um, it's not a bad place not the best place not the worst place 32 minutes coming up to the 35 minutes Milton's just looking a little bit tired I, I think there's a certain um, weariness about the team it is a long season we've had a lot of games in a short space of time um, to have gone ahead to have conceded a sloppy equaliser is, is frustrating I think we just need to um, have a bit of get through to half time at, at one all and have a little bit of a rethink because there's a certain sluggishness at the moment to, to our play. Craig taking on the left hand run almost like Paul Breitner of the 1974 German World Cup. He plays it unfortunately not like Paul Breitner, but straight into play out of play for a throw in for MK coming up to 35 minutes. I think Neil Harris will be having a stern talking to to his charges when they get into the half time dressing room. It's been a, a disappointing mill performance by our high standards, if I'm honest. Um, just lacking a little bit of pep and, and, and vim. Having gone a goal ahead, then really to concede is disappointing. He won't be happy with that. Which is a tribute, I guess, to the, um, the high standards that are being set at this club at the moment. As it is, a throw-in. I won't moan too much because we're in the Cup quarter-finals next weekend. I do wonder whether that's playing a part in some players um, not wanting to get injured and not wanting to miss out on the big day. A bit like 2004, anyone that uh, lived through the, the failure of our league campaign when the, the, we had the, the FA Cup run will remember that well. Uh, throwing from Milton Keynes, this should be their last chance to get a ball into the box. It swings in, there's the 12 on the end of it. It's gone right at the post and that's the half-time break. Um, a drab first half in all honesty, not the uh, best of performances by the Lions. They did well to 
create the chance to go a goal up. Uh, taken brilliantly by Lee Gregory from close. Nice work by Shane Fergus on the right-hand side. Otherwise, a fairly uh, lacklustre display. And to concede the equaliser will be disappointing for that defence. Um, so one all at the half-time break. Now we're going to cut back to Tuesday night now um, for the 1-0 uh, win at home over Peterborough United. So we're going to cut away now to listen to Tuesday night's result and then we'll be back after the, the break for the second half here. Achtung, Mehlball. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Welcome to Tuesday Night Lights here at the Den Zampa Road for the midweek visit of Peterborough United. Now, as per our normal midweek drill, we're not going to do a full match report tonight. We are going to check in before the game with the team news. Then midway to the first half, half-time, halfway to the second half, and then at full-time, you know the drill by now. Dear listeners, so tonight's team news sees Tom King retaining his placing goal. Um, Tom did very well for me up at Oldham in that dramatic game. Uh, wet day, muddy day, um, dramatic finish day. Not, not to our advantage last Saturday. But Tom did all right. The back line remains the same. Jake Cooper in central defence. Byron Redford alongside him. On the left, Tony Craig. And Sean Cummins on the right. The back line is almost picking itself at the moment. Midfield tonight sees the very welcome return of Dynamo Ben Thompson. Alongside Sean Williams. On their right will be Fred. And on their left will be Shane Ferguson. Up front will be Harry Smith. We had a bit of a lesson in, in the dark arts of defensive play from the uh, Oldham defender. I believe his name was Peter Allen, Peter Clark. Peter something, I don't know. Last Saturday. Anyway, he got, he got a lesson in the dark arts. Alongside Saturday's, um, oh, what can we call him? Victim, hero, anti-hero, whatever you want, Lee Gregory. Two last-minute late penalties missed. Um, all I can think of as by way of excuse is that the mud underneath his feet didn't give him a fair footing and um, for that reason he didn't blast it as he probably would have wanted to anyway that's making excuses and I believe this should be a no excuses club so um, hopefully we'll see that monkey off Lee's back put uh, sent to the, to the zoological gardens tonight so I'm going to um, leave it there we're just waiting for the entrance of the two teams in a sparsely populated den and I'll be back about midway for the first half to uh, review proceedings with you then so um, till then bye for now 22 minutes halfway through the first half lots of huffing and puffing by Millwall one volley from just outside the box about 8 or 9 minutes on, on the clock by Sean Williams floated just over the bar Lions um, pressing they're pretty defensively sound but it's got nil-nil kind of written all over at the moment that's what it, the scoreline is as we go past the halfway point in the first half Lions are just falling short in what I just described on Periscope as the creativity department of life and um, we, we really do lack um Morrison's um, marshalling up front. Harry Smith's in there tonight and he's, uh, he's got a lot to learn, as we said. But so far, so good. Nil-nil. Let's hope we don't stay that way at the end of the 90 minutes. Just coming up to the uh, 45th minute of regular time. It's a nil free kick on the right hand side. Pumped into the box. Goalkeeper slightly pats it away. It'll be a free kick. It's, it's nil-nil. There's a couple of minutes of um, extra time to go. Nil-nil coming towards the last few seconds of regular time. Don't know how much yet of um, injury time. Going to be a throw in to Millwall as we come to his final seconds. Lots of huffing and puffing from the Lions. Just one minute of extra time. Lots of huffing and puffing by the Lions. No real clear-cut chances. We look pretty defensively solid through that first half. It's um, the usual story, really, at the moment. We just can't create chances for goals. So, coming towards half-time, it is Millwall nil, Peterborough United nil. Last few seconds of the first half. Well, here we go for the second half, dear listeners. No changes for Millwall for the second half. We need a bit more vim, a bit more oomph. 
a bit more urgency about our play. Um, overall, I say it's probably a, a poor first half. We look defensively solid, as I said before previously, but nothing, nothing, nothing going forward. So we need to try and unpick this Peterborough defence in the second half. We'll be back for about the 65 minute mark to see what's what at that stage. Nil nil as we start the second half. 53 minutes, really. Gregory buries a penalty to the left hand side of the goalkeeper, nearly got his hand to it. Sheer class, sheer courage, sheer guts to come up and take the penalty again. He's the club's nominated penalty taker. Lions lead it 1 0 at 54 minutes, but on the back of that uh, heartbreaking double miss on Saturday at uh, Boundary Park, that was sheer quality by Lee Gregory. So Lions lead it 1 0 after a really nice surging run down the left hand side by the self same Lee Gregory. Lions lead it 1 0, 54 minutes. 64 minutes, 65 minutes nearly on the clock. Aidan O'Brien just come in for Harry Smith. Lions leading 1-0 thanks to that earlier penalty by Lee Gregory. Um, Smith has, uh, has not been at their best. He's given a little bit of aerial threat, but um, not to any great level. So um, the goal scoring now, so Aidan O'Brien may well be just what's needed to try and uh, get that decisive second goal. So 65 minutes on the clock. Lions still um, looking a lot more comfortable with the one-goal lead, clearly. Uh, but still not totally, totally um, in the, in the uh, deep blue waters of uh, the tropics. I don't know what I'm talking about. 65 minutes, 1-0 Millwall. There you are, full time at the Den, 1-0 Millwall. Three valuable points for the Lions. Great um, run for, to work the penalty by Lee Gregory down the left-hand side and real balls to actually slide it home under pressure. Uh, overall, an OK performance, good enough. That's all we asked for. Three points won, three points close to the top six and the monkey off our back. Fantastic um, baby for, uh, for Lee Gregory, and that'll do us. So onwards and upwards to Milton Keynes at home on Saturday afternoon. Achtung, well, welcome back to the show. We're just waiting for the Lions to re-enter the stadium after the half-time break. Milton Keynes seem to have been out for a good couple of minutes now uh, in the cold. Lions have yet to appear from the dressing rooms. Disappointingly drab first half for me. Be nice to see the introduction, perhaps, if the if Morrison's fit enough to come into the game in the second half. Be nice to see his return because he does bring extra uh, guile up front, which was um, slightly lacking at times in that first 45 minutes. Oh, here we are. We're ready to go. After an inordinately long break, whilst Milton Keynes on the pitch, kicking the ball around, walking back and forth, trying to keep warm. At last, the lines are out. No changes, obvious to my eye. And we're ready to go for the second half. Is that mind games? Or was there some issue in the team? I don't know. Probably a bit of mind games. I think Neil Harris is a subscriber to the, um, the old Jose Mourinho school of um, dark arts. It's good to see shadows being cast across the pitch from the uh, fading sun. But it's gonna, probably going to stay daylight to the end of the game as we get towards the business end of the season. It's the six from distance. Bubbling shot along the ground. That's taken comfortably enough by Tom King. 47 minutes. We just look a little bit unimaginative at the moment. A little bit um, like our minds are elsewhere, perhaps. Maybe they're at White Hart Lane next Sunday. But as we know to our cost, all the cup runs in the world are no substitute for league success. Nice work there by Fred on the halfway line. Gives me all the break. Um, Gregory gets the ball caught under his feet slightly. And Thompson cleans up. So the impetus that little run there is a little moment. Gregory and uh, Onya Dimmer running forwards. Move breaks down there. Milton Keynes bring it out. 48 minutes. Pitch is looking rather rough. Um, I don't know if that's a factor in, in recent performances, which have been slightly dreary, but certainly um, 
our, our surface is not conducive to um, the beautiful game. It's, it's, it has a slight um, Beckton Park, Beckton District Park type feeling. There's a little thick header on there from Lee Gregory on 49, trying to find Fred. That's cut out by the Milton Keynes defence. But certainly the surface is starting to show its, show its age. Um, right, the right-hand side looks particularly rough. Ball breaks now, this is Fred. Halfway inside the Milton Keynes half. This is O'Brien, who's been pretty anonymous in this half of football. Sprays it out uh, leftwards. Shane Ferguson tries to take his man with too much trickery and concedes a free kick. Over, overcooked it there, Ferguson. Quality of our passings have been a little bit wayward for me this afternoon so far. 53 minutes, little poor ball there through to Fred. Cut out easy enough by the Milton Keynes defence. We win a free kick as it is. Chance to... Um, Lump it into the middle, get the big guns forward. Here comes Cooper, here comes Webster. Introduction to Steve Morrison. Welcome return. Standing ovation for the club hero, Stevie Morrison. Besides me. Who's coming out of the game? Fred. Fred's coming out. Morrison comes in. Club hero into, in this, into the mix he comes. So it's going to be a free kick, left-hand side. This is Shane Williams, going to take. Bob's around, it's Morrison, first time. Oh, he blasts it wide. First touch of the game. Knocked down, blasted wide by Steve Morrison near the penalty spot. Watch it out on the replay. Ball into the middle, it gets Bob's down, and it falls to Morrison, who takes it on the volley. Just about a yard wide of the right-hand post. 55 minutes gone. Crowd trying to influence events a little bit. Been a, not been a game to get the crowd excited. Webster concedes a free kick there, 56 minutes. Going to be a free kick. Handball, slammed along the floor. Taken well enough. Right hand, uh, low. Daisy cut a shot by Tom King. Poor ball falls from Benson. Must have been Ben's best game. Error for me for the first half. A moment before the goal went in, he conceded possession. And there was a poor ball falls there. As we come towards the 60th minute, uh, the lines are trying to press forwards. A little bit more energy in attack. Hopefully a little bit more guile now that Morrison's into the mix, but it's been uh, very average for me so far from this middle side. Quality of the lines crossing today, apart from the, the goal in the first half, um, has not really uh, beaten the first defender too, too often. That crossing has come into um, a clash there. That's Craig. Krauss only got the ball out. I was, I was not watching it. The uh, Milton Keynes players are pleading for his sending off. Craig has prudently moved away from the uh, situation. Game seems to have um, got a little bit more of an edge to it in the last few minutes, 63rd minute of the game. A little bit more anger on the pitch, a little bit more uh, negative energy flying around, which is always good. We like negative energy down here, don't we? Anti-matter. They're not all brilliant, Milton Keynes, but they're not totally out of it either. And we've got to be careful we don't concede another sloppy goal. But ironic cheers as the referee gives a free kick for Millwall. As we approach the 67th minute, over on the far side, just inside the Lions half. He's finally seen the defence committed by Milton Keynes defender. And the crowd over there have cheered him on. One all as we come towards the uh, final part of the second half, final quarter. The ball clatters off the back of uh, Steve Morrison, goalkeeper, raging at the referee. He's, he felt he was, it was not obstructed, it was, it was not balked. And a quick take uh, throw in from Morrison, trying to work another chance there. And the goalkeeper uh, kicked it clear and, and smacked into the back of Morrison, and the ref declared the ball live. Much to his disgruntlement. Morrison getting under the goalkeeper's skin there, he stood with his back to him again, and uh, took a volley of abuse for his troubles. 
of what says Dave Morrison as he turns around. This is Milton Keynes on the attack. The ball from distance taken. Uh, bobbling kind of shot taken easy enough on the line by Tom King. He had to do that right. It's been a more spirited second half. The first I felt just lacked a bit of, um, it's almost like anemic. Like someone to take the blood away. Like some kind of Dracula movie, some schlock horror Dracula movie where the blood has been sucked from your life in the first half. The second half has had a little bit more um, electricity to it. Here comes the free kick from Shane Williams. Ball into the box. That's Cooper in the heading around. It runs loose and it's going to be belted clear by the, by the Milton Keynes defence. Free hand out. Yellow cards already. Put the goalkeeper now for time wasting. The 23 conceded taking the free kick to the goalkeeper. We're talking about 76 minutes to go. We took a slow walk forwards and he's, he's been shown a yellow card for his troubles. This is Cummings just inside. Finds Wallace. That's a ball... Nice take and turn. This is Ben Thompson on the edge of the box. Shot on goal. Palmed around by the goalkeeper. Bottom right-hand corner. Little corner. Nice shot from Ben. Well, ben Thompson. Not been his best game, but that was good effort there. It's floated in by Williams. Near post. It's flicked head by Morrison. That's cleared, unfortunately, by the Milton Keynes defence. And they're going to have a break on here. The 16. What's the ball down the middle? 10 for on goal. Pushed out wide by Jed Wallace. Fantastic defensive work by Jed Wallace. You can hear the applause. That was very, very well done. He ran it, a dangerous man, put through on goal, and just escorted him leftwards, 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 out for a goal kick. Well done, Jed Wallace. 79 minutes. Wallace again, ball over the top. This Gregory is bobbling around. Can he take? He can. He's pushed right, rightwards. He tries to turn. That's clattered straight into the first defender and cleared by Milton Keynes. A little bit on the, under the uh, cosh at the moment, Milton Keynes. 10 to go, 80 minutes. Wallace concedes on the... Oh, he does well to get in there. He's, he's put himself about since he's come into the game. Jed Wallace, a little box in there. Right across the face of the goal. It's going to go for a throw-in. Overall, not the brightest of performances, as you've probably detected from this commentary by now, dear listeners. Um, the Lions have not fired on all cylinders. We look a little bit um, distracted. Clearly, the big game next week is playing its part. Let's hope that um, we're uh, pumped up for that one, at least. I know the crowd will be, that's for sure. I've just took a picture of me. What's all that about? <laughs> oh, dear. Here comes a six coming forward. 87 minutes coming towards the 28 now on the right-hand side. Ball across the box. Oh, that's a fantastic chance. Missed a screamer put over by the nine in front of goal. 87 minutes. Wow. We caught a dodge the bullet there. Let's watch it again. Ball whipped across the box and the nine, wow, probably had no um, instinct, to, had no time to get any direction on it, but it went over the bar when really it was easier to put it in the net. Lions catch a break. Five minutes. Ball bouncing around, this is Morrison, punts it in towards the middle, this falls to Gregory close Classer, it's a penalty. <laughs> it's a penalty, late. Gregory Classer as the ball was punted leftwards from Morrison. Gregory gets clattered. Yet another penalty. I've never known such a rush of penalties in all my days. Oh, my days. I can't take these late penalties, listeners. Why, what, what has become of us? Last week at Oldham, midweek versus Peterborough, and now late, late, late versus Milton Keynes. 91 minutes, 90 plus one. Lee Gregory penalty. We're going to stay with it. Must be going for you. I'll be, I'll be doing my wobbles here. I would be. Two on the wall! Two on Lee Gregory! The favourite bomb left hand side. I think he's going to have to vary his approach at some stage, but that was more than good enough to win it today for Millwall. 
Fantastic penalty. The same old routine, Lee Gregory. Bob left-hand corner. Forward home. 2-1. Jail there, listeners. Got out of jail. Let's watch it again. Same routine as he did at Oldham, but more power on the bottom left hand. I, I really do think, I don't know if Lee Gregory listens to the show, but mate, start to vary your, your penalties. You're going to get known for that bottom left hand corner routine. Don't tell me to shut the fuck up. What do I know? Rightly so. There he is. His name being sung around the ground. Two for Lee Gregory today. Well, the sound like Alan Partridge, that's quite remarkable. Is that a little ball throw? Gregory's offside. No, Gregory's offside. Little ball throw from Steve Morrison down the left there. Remarkable series of penalties. Um, I've never seen so many penalties awarded in such a short space of time. We've gone for a whole season and not had a penalty. But lately we've had a rush of them. Can't be long to go. It's um, more than the allotted five minutes. I suppose there's been a little bit of time allocated for the penalty and the taking off and the reforming after the goal. At least seven minutes are on now. Goalkeeper's come forward to take. He'll launch it forwards. Last chance for them, I think. Let's launch forwards, bouncing around. There's the final whistle. 2-1 win for the Lions. A grind of a game. Well worked in the end. Good break in the end to get the penalty. Uh, the kind of result you have to grind out rather than enjoy. But there we are, 2 1 with the Lions, 2 goals for Lee Gregory. Well done, Millwall. Um, we'll take on our unbeaten run onto White Hart Lane next week. There we are. Mr. Pye for now takes it away. There you go. We're going to be back after these messages. Huge welcome onto the show to Charlie Mahoney. Welcome back to the show, Charlie. Cheers, Nick. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm good. Um, we were just talking off air, mate, weren't we? Um, I, I found it a, a strangely shiftless, scruffy... Um, I, I, I compared it to an empty house with a wind blowing through it as a game yesterday. I know it's a strange analogy, but um, there was just something not quite right about yesterday's performance, was there? It was, it was a win, but that's about as much as you can say about it. Very flat. Um, I had the feeling of a sort of Tuesday night game. Yeah. Saturday afternoon, if that makes sense, where neither side are really showing their full capability. And, um, I mean, the first half in particular was was shocking at times. It was uh, dreary, mate, wasn't it? It was dreary. I, yeah. I, I, um, I mean, there wasn't a huge amount to talk about, and this is another thing that Charlie and I were just discussing before we... Uh, started doing this piece, uh, listeners. Um, I, I, I came back with minimal amounts of live comment, and that's normally not. I normally get about double the amount that I get out, got out of yesterday's game. There just wasn't that much to talk about, mate, was there? Very scrappy. Um, I think no one was really kind of um, showing any sort of any sort of um, in te- footballing intelligence. To be no, no. Like, every time. Every time we had the ball, people were coming about sort of two or three yards away from the player in possession so that every time someone else got the ball, nothing was happening. And it, it was sort of um, telling, I thought, that the only time they were really shying for each other and, and, and sort of found the space and made intelligent ones 
was when when our opening goal came about, and yeah. it was really ironic because despite the sort of poor nature of the first half or the complete lack of quality, we we got a goal out of quite a decent passage of play. Um, it, it was an anomaly in that game, I would say. It was like a little jewel in the crown, wasn't it? In 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 a, yeah. in a desert, you know, you come across an oasis because it was a really well worked goal. I felt um, yeah. there was a penalty shout, or a hint of a penalty shout, before the move um, went kind of rightwards. If I'm remembering it rightly, I've I've only seen the briefest of highlights on on Sky, um, but it was a real quality cross into the box from Ferguson on operating on the right, Definitely. Charlie. Um, yeah. It's it's funny as well because uh, Gregory aside, pretty much everyone who was involved in the goal went on a and a, a pretty poor or pedestrian game after yes. that as well. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a beautiful cross, uh, and I don't use that word lightly. It was it was it was perfectly placed straight onto the head of Lee Gregory inside the six yard box, who'd found space, and he he absolutely buried it. Off. As as a as a goal, it was it was as I say, it was like uh it's like the jewel in a desert, wasn't it? And um yeah. really stood out and fantastically well taken goal. He, he, when he's when he's when he's on form, Gregory is a is a is a killer finisher. He's great. I think it sort of sums Gregory up as a player as well because he's I think Gregory's got to that stage in his footballing career where there's aspects that he's not going to be able to improve on anymore. Like yeah. he's just got to that age, and he's 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 sort of missed his <clears throat> sort of Vardy opportunity, if you will, if if you want to put it like that. He's he's always going to be a, a lower league player, and uh, because of that, I think there's going to be certain like nuances in his game that will just be the same forever. But now and then, even when he's having a, a sort of average game, or he's not really having the best of times. They will just produce something that's that's like bouldering on sort of brilliance. I yeah, would say. well, that's what he's paid to do, um, and he did it very, very yeah. well yesterday. The ball was basically onto his head, but he's still got to put it in the net. And as we saw in a couple of chances for um, Milton Keynes, I mean, their strikers were not as sharp, and they missed a couple of couple of screamers um, late in the second half. Anyway, so we went a goal up, and I thought from there, Charlie, that was going to be um, game over, effectively. I thought it was going to finish up as a 1-0. That was the moment, and we might get a second. But um, it was a very sloppy equaliser to concede, and I think that's what left me with a big sour taste at the end of that first half. Um, ben Thompson made a, a poor um, a, an error, as far as I could see, to give the ball back to Milton Keynes, and from that move, they, they produced a space to shoot in from the edge of the D, didn't they? But yeah, it, it was it was a weird one because um, obviously we really wanted to keep that uh, run of clean sheets. Going. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Before the game, it was it was strange though because I, I I had a feeling that we wouldn't keep a clean sheet yesterday because we were all just too conscious of how many games it had been, and I think like the team was probably going to try and almost work too hard for it, and and that's what was going to let it slip. Um, but in some respects, I think it's also a good thing because it just shows that doesn't matter how, how how well you're playing, what sort of form you're in. If you do give the ball away cheaply like that, it doesn't actually matter who you're playing. You're going to concede. Yeah, um, it was a well taken. Sh- I mean, he got it on target. It was. I'd, I'd also yeah. argue King should have done better. Charlie, would you agree with it? I think King should have had it. We all said that at the time, and um, seemed to go through his hand, didn't it? Like, yeah, I don't mean it like 
like disrespectfully to King because he's actually done a decent job since he came in. But yeah. um, it, it kind of made me think, yeah, we probably need Archer back in the side now. We're probably asking a bit too much of someone who, who hasn't got a great deal of experience. No, and uh, you know he, he's been a, a solid goalkeeper. He's, he's played the last couple of games now for us, and um, I've, I've got no problem with with Tom King at all. I suppose in that moment you you'd say that's why he's a squad goalkeeper at the moment and at this stage of his career yeah. anyway. Whereas Jordan has that extra level that um, you know everyone can make mistakes, but you would have expected him to have got that palmed it away. Um, that said, King did make a couple of um, you know good saves later, and some difficult shots, uh, scuffly kind of shots that bounce in front of him, bounce in front of him, and um, he did well there. So it was an aberration, but it was um, it, it did break the uh, break the the uh, goal free record, which was a shame in those circumstances. I, I just think um, it, it was one of those things, really. I mean. I believe the record is from the 1925-1926 season. Yeah. Um, standing at 11 goals. So for us to equal that or better it, we were going to have to go to White Hart Lane and keep the clean sheet anyway. We'll come on to that after we've dealt with, yeah. the, dealt with the second half, which again was um, um, had a little bit more fire and, and spirit about it, um, but marginally so. I, mean, I don't want to overplay it. <coughs> it remained a scruffy game into the second half, really, Charlie, didn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, a few, a few people sort of said that uh, they thought we were much better in the second half, and um, I think we were. I sort of make you right. I don't think it ever became sort of anything exceptional, really. It still had that flatness to it, and uh, we improved. I, I never, yeah, we improved with Milk Morrison's introduction, as as you know. And again, that there's a, no there's, a there's a story in that, isn't there? I mean, um, he brought in that ability to find a glancing header. That we we play long ball, and he he was nodding onto his partner, and, and that that started to create stuff. I think he had a chance almost from his first touch, if I remember rightly. There was a it, did. it yeah. fell to him and volleyed it wide, but it just brings an edge of um, an edge of something extra up front, doesn't it, Steve Morrison? It's great to see him back into the fray. Definitely, but it, it, I mean it's double edged because it's great to have a player of that quality. And I think I, I remember um, you interviewed uh, Dan from mm. um, Last TV. TV after yeah. the Charlton yeah. game, yeah. and he just he made the point that I thought was spot on. Like he said, if, if Morrison isn't playing or doesn't play well, we don't tend to win games. No. And uh, like I say, it's great to have a player who can do that for you, but at the same time, it limits you. And, and I'd even I'd even suggest that that's probably what's stopping us from being uh, in the automatic promotion slots. The fact that we're just, you know, so reliant on one individual. We are. I mean, I, I was thinking that when we were playing yesterday with um, Gregory and, and Fred as our um, front two, it struck me that we've got a, a, a strike force, each one of which is a great foil for Steve Morrison. Um, yeah. Take Morrison out of the equation, they just don't work together in the same way. Um, possibly you'd argue O'Brien and Gregory might have had more of a chance as a front two. They've done better in the past. But um, each one of them, with Steve Morrison, looks a different, a, a more dangerous striker, doesn't he? Yeah, it even looks as if they've been instructed to play. <coughs> Everything they've been instructed for the game to do yeah. is based on Morrison's game even when he's not actually on the pitch um, you could even make the argument with, despite Gregory's age he's never going to look the most experienced striker on the pitch he actually he needs that uh, seniority next to him to, to bring his own quality out and uh, 
I would I would say as much as I'm a fan of Fred, it's only been in the last sort of six months or so that he's gained any sort of footballing maturity that allows him to play up front. So he he, he needs that. He needs that foil, doesn't he? Really? I mean, he does. I mean, Morrison. I mean, we, we we've spoken about this before. Um, Morrison has developed as a striker and visibly because he's been with us one way and the other since. Uh, 2010, I think Jacket signed him, and on and off he's been a Millwall man ever since. With, with with in phases, so we've all watched him develop his game. But the, you know that that. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Critical conversation that um, the book family described where um, Kenny Jackett re- basically required him to become a nastier bastard, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, you know, that, yeah. um, and he's developed that persona. And I, even yesterday, I, I, as he came in in the second half, there was an incident, I don't know if you caught it from where you sit, Charlie, but the, the goalkeeper kicked the ball into, basically into his arse and um, it rebounded. It was a suddenly the, the ball was live, the referee let it go. And um, it, and then there was a, a bit of an exchange of views afterwards and Morrison did it again. And, this, and it just it just introduces a note of... Um, uncertainty into defenders they don't like him but they he gets in their face he gets under their skin and it just it, it just makes stuff happen uh, and i think it's a hard role because these are you know some of the others are youngsters and it's just hard to develop that kind of bollocks isn't it you know you you you're, you're a 34 year old man it's a different thing yeah yeah he's very cute but then i think what um morrison should be sort of um emphasising to the younger players is that he's got there through the result of quite a few years' work as well. Yeah, um, and he's had to learn that role because he, he, he was like them in a way. He was too nice too nice a guy for the football field in, in some senses. And, um, you know, he's, he's, had to, he's had to introduce that um, to his game. In all fairness, so did Neil Harris. And during the course of his career, he also had to introduce the the, the, the darker side of, um, of, of the sport in, yeah. in a sense. Um, yeah, and Harris was great at that as well because um, Harris seemed to have quite a clean-cut reputation in terms of what football fans thought of him in general. But when you actually watched him week in, week out, he sort of had the referee in the palm of his hand and he'd, he'd infuriate opposition defenders. And if you can 
if you can balance those two things, it's actually quite a winning combination. Well, I mean, Harris learned much from the uh, influence of Dennis Wise, who I regard as yeah. the absolute master of the dark arts at football. I've never seen a player, um, you know... Might who be had... Adam Johnson. <laughs> That's a different kind of dark art, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put Risey in that in that league on the field. I, I thought he was he was um, he worked everything. He, he he knew the game inside out, and I think Harris's that side of Harris's game, um, you know, it, it started from that point, and I think he also can pass it on that and, and Steve Morrison too now yeah. to these young players because they do all need to develop that nastier, edgier side. It's it's part of the reality of the game. Um, just to move on to the, the the penalty came out of nowhere. I must admit, I was expecting those last, was it five minutes of, of injury time to tick down with nothing happening because that's basically what happened for the bulk of the second half. But um, it was it, it, it was a little run down the middle and, and, and Gregory seemed to get clipped and made a, certainly made a, uh, enough of a show of it to get the penalty there. I thought, I thought it was a fair decision if, if slightly, um, you know, I've, I've seen them not given as much as given in those situations. Yeah, I think um, if if I'm being honest about it, I think MK Don's got what they deserved. They were becoming so cynical, uh, yeah. pulling us at every opportunity, quite uh, excessive amount of time wasting. And I think it, it, it's sort of like a cautionary tale, isn't it, in football? Because sometimes if you are too negative, if, if you try and play a game out and just go for a draw, it can really backfire on you. Um, We're talking about karma, Charlie. We're talking about the Hindu idea yeah. of karma, aren't we? It's not, <laughs> exactly. not often you get to yeah. describe Hindu ideas on a, on a, on a, on a Millwall um, podcast. Bit, yeah. But it's high time yeah, we did, um, mate, isn't it? <laughs> I think if, if, if there's one thing this uh, podcast needs, it is more religious sort of a conversation. <laughs> So the idea of calm is you what you do comes back to haunt you in a later life. Um yeah. uh, Glenn Hoddle kind of idea in a sense, isn't it? Getting back to football. Um <laughs> <laughs> So uh, anyway, that was Milton Keynes's payback yesterday for all their all their um uh you know, tugging and and um, complaining and and and, uh, and 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 unfair challenges of the game. Um so we worked the penalty about was about a minute or two into into injury time if I recall. And and Lee Gregory, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't fancy taking a penalty. I think my arse would go quite I, quickly. I felt, <laughs> I, I felt sick on Tuesday. I did as well. Fun, and I felt sick yesterday because I just obviously the olden game brought on the possibility of the fact that he was actually going to miss it. And yeah, I can only reiterate what everyone else says. You just think fucking fair play to him for um, not only persisting in taking them, but putting them both away and doing it comfortably. Uh, I love the fact that he's just made that Oldham situation totally redundant now. He, he, he has. I mean, my, my, I mean, and he got the goal yesterday, and that won us the game. That won us the three points. The goalkeeper nearly got a hand to it, um, which I would. If I'm, uh, far be it from me to offer advice to any professional footballer, Charlie, because if you've never seen me play, then you really wouldn't take me seriously as any kind of voice <laughs> on the game at all. Um, but that's that's best kept just between you and me, mate. Um, so. What he's doing is it, there's the self same spot, the self same 
um, penalty routine as he did against um, Peterborough in the week, um, bottom left-hand corner, and and he did it again yesterday. Goalkeeper nearly got a palm to it, nearly got got touched to it, and it was the self-same spot that he missed two in succession up at Oldham. So I'm going to recommend to Neil Harris and Lee Gregory that you know we all all due, um, due all due respect that maybe we start to vary the penalty routine a little bit because I think he's getting a little bit predictable. I think there's this idea that he's just so determined to take him at the moment. Because, he is, um, yeah. Obviously, if Morrison's on the pitch, and even I think Williams is is uh, known for his penalty taking ability. So um, I think after today, what will happen is there'll be variation in terms of who takes him. Well, Whereas I, Gregory just had to sort of exercise his demons there. I think the monkey's off his back. Um, I mean, and yeah. that, it was a traumatic thing up at Oldham. I, I, I mean, I, anyone who's listened into the show uh, last week seems longer yeah. ago now, but um, to watch him, you know, to watch him um, fail twice in succession on a very muddy surface—that's all I can put it down to. Um, it was it was hard, you know. It was, it was hard, heartbreaking, and he he felt it. But so it it does show raw courage to come up again in in the week and and again yesterday to take the three points. But I do want to see a bit more variation because I think we're getting a little bit predictable. Bottom bottom right hand corner goalkeepers soon learn this stuff, Charlie, don't they? They soon know what they're looking for. Yeah, I, I mean, I think law of averages suggests that we're probably not going to have many penalties for a while. <laughs> we've seen a lot of glut, the last few games anyway. So. Uh, Unless it actually comes to that next week, one um, at White Hart Lane would be quite handy if we can get get something up there. Just to move on to that, um, you know, major event in, in club history. It's it's next Sunday, quarter final of the FA Cup at Spurs. Um, certainly the biggest game really since the West Ham League Cup game, and then going back still further to the West Ham game in the Cup run of two thousand four. Not much really competes with this in terms of. Um, uh, you know, kind of Richter scale um, level. Um, we're up against it, Charlie. I think we've got to be realistic, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, I think we. Well, I think. I mean, if we, we've already um, achieved that feat of it being the greatest, technically the greatest lower league cup one yeah. in FA Cup history, by the fact that we've done three Premier League sides and the champions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I still sort of pinch myself, but I think because of how good that that last that last round was, I think that's going to be our sort of defining moment yeah. of the run. Um, I think Spurs are going to take it really seriously. I don't know how true it is, but apparently they've sold all their tickets out within an hour. Um, what with it being their last home game, uh, last cup game, right isn't it? Lane. The right lane, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, in, in the FA Cup. So I think, like, I really just can't see any situation where they're going to take it lightly. I'd expect to see a strong side. And uh, when you think about what they did to, to like, Stoke City last week... It, yeah. If they... I, know it, I know it doesn't always work out that way, but you'd have to say that if they won their game, the, the sort of best we can hope for is, is a bit of a bit of an occasion, a bit of yeah. a day out over there. And uh, I think we'll get that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think that's probably uh, shorthand really for, for a lot of other things, to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's a couple of things on that subject because we, we we are a Millwall show, so we have to tackle the realities of of, of the club. Um, you know, it, it is a big occasion. I'm old enough to remember um, the Spurs game featured in the famous Panorama 
um, or the lead up to the fame, you know, in the Panorama program, the seventies that that featured the Spurs game at the Den. Um, I remember the away fixture well, and also in the first division days. These these are for anyone of a younger age. These these are highly highly charged, edgy occasions. So please do yeah. keep keep that in mind. You're not um, you're not going to a regular Premier League situation here. This is going to be um, an old school turnout, I think. Um, oh, definitely. I'm also a little you bit. Just got to- Sorry. So no, I was just a little bit worried. I mean, I've seen. Don't know if you've seen it, Charlie, on on the net. Um, Thomas Cook of all people selling packages for their fucking um, commer- their, their 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 corporate boxes um, to all, anyone that, that wants it. You, you can just feel there's 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 a lot of um, there's a lot of potential going on here, mate. I, you oh, know, definitely, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it, you, when you think like West Ham and Spurs play each other every year, and you hear stuff, we haven't played them in the league since what. Uh, the eighties, the eight eighty nine, yeah. yeah, first division days, yeah. Um, they even kicked off during a fucking testimonial against them. A so friendly, like, yes, right. a friendly. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, like, um, <laughs> if you're going over there and you don't want to get involved in that or whatever, you just got to be with people. Don't go to pools. You got to cover your back. You got you got to stick together. Traditional ropes, yeah. Yeah, but, um, um, and watch your back. Um, it's, so it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a huge occasion. It's going to be well worth attending. I, I you know, I, I've got my ticket. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Major, major event. I do think we're up against I can't it. Wait. Do think I can't we're up wait. against it. Um, there is there is an aspect of sort of like part part of that always making me what's look what's actually making me look forward to it as well. A nice like absolutely, that. but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to say the least over there. Uh, hopefully that'll be uh, that'll be a quote. Don't come back to haunt us, child. Hopefully it don't get so interesting that we get slung out of the FA or something. Well, well at least like the, the entire nation's going to be up to watch it as it happens as well. Absolutely, that never ends well, does it? Whenever that happens, fantastic stuff, Charlie. Um, let's let's keep our fingers crossed for next week. Um, if we can, I'm going to say the same thing I said to. Uh, my my, uh, my 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 um ex ex's uh, son when we went to the cup final in two thousand and four. I said, James, if we can get through to half time here, I was I said this at about forty two minutes. If we can get through to half time here. We have got half a chance in the second half. And just at that moment, Ronaldo turned. Um, I think it must have been Robbie Ryan inside out, and bang, it was in the net. And um, that was the end of that little dream. So <laughs> we'll see. <Famous> last word, <laughs> we'll see what we get on Sunday, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fantastic, Charlie. Thanks, You're welcome, mate. Cheers. Thanks for coming on the show. Always good to hear from you. And nice um, speak to you soon. Achtung, Milbal. Huge welcome <coughs> onto the show to a regular friend of Achtung Millwall and now <coughs> fan on the balls, Mr. Mickey Simpson. Welcome to the show, good, Your Honour, Your Excellency. Good morning, <laughs> <laughs> good morning Nick. Yes, <coughs> yes but it's. Uh... Yes, I think it's full of excitement and uh, <laughs> and nerves. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think the nervous side of it is more of um, you don't want to let everyone down. So absolutely, it's now obviously, it, 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 it's now you're an official representation of, of the fans and the club, and uh, and you want to do that as best you can in it. Well, congratulations to you, mate. It's, it is well deserved. Um, it's a you're stepping into some big shoes there, Mick. I mean, Peter Garston. I've I've had a huge amount of time and respect for him as a as a man and what he's done for the club ever since the role was created 
and you know it's 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 big shoes to step into but i, I can't think of a better candidate than yourself mate um thank you very much i i totally agree with you um regardless of what your thoughts are on or you know as in, in the fan base depending on who your thoughts are on pete um he's done that position for 11 12 years he's fought uh a very very serious illness we say that in case people don't know him or yeah. not, but it is. I think that takes a, a great amount of guts and everything else. I've met Pete recently um, on a more personal note, um, and he's offered me all the support in the world. Um, we're going to meet up on the on the Burnley and the um, Berry game yeah. um, on Dockers Day, and we're going to do um, something going out on the official uh, Mill YouTube channel. Um, and hopefully that will, you know, we'll see the relationship between us, what's building. Um, but no, I mean, look, the other news that's come out is obviously JB's offered um, now of a mark of respect to put Pete permanently on the board. Um, Fantastic. That's a lovely gesture. Um, and I think it's also beneficial for us because that's, you know, we, that's another uh, director on the board who's a, who's a well, that's, fan. That's two fans on the board there, Mickey, in a way. And it's yourself and, and Peter and his, um, you know, his honorary role. But I think it's well deserved. I can't, I can't think of a better, a better setup, to be honest. No, I think, no, I think it's right. And, and you know, Pete said, you know, oh, I just want to let you know, it's, it's, it's quite weird. I mean, Pete said to me when we were speaking this week, he said, look, I just want to let you know that, you know, I'm not going to, it won't interfere with me being a thing. And I said, Pete, you've got that role because of what you've done, mate. People appreciate everything what you've done, regardless of we might have been through. It's down to, you know, you earn that position in in what you've given over the time. So, yeah, I mean, okay, I'm, you know, the last few years he might not have been as, as vocal as he was, but I think he's had a big battle with uh, personal illness and, and everything else. So, yeah. He's had a lot of other stuff on his mind, Mick, and um, I, I, yeah. ta I take my hat off to Peter. I, I got to know him after the very first election. The role came in, I think it was about 2006, 2007, possibly. Long yeah. time ago now. Um, I stood against him and he beat me. Um, he beat me by about 50-odd votes. Um, but I always... I always felt that the right man got voted in. I, I couldn't, um, I've asked myself a question afterwards, would I have done a better job? And I wouldn't have done. Um, Peter's created that role from scratch. Um, and I think he's done a fantastic job. I mean, it, it, it never existed prior to Peter and he's done it in, in his own way. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have your own ideas, Mick, on, on how you want to do, uh, the role. It's times have changed somewhat. We, we have different ways of communication now, don't we? It's, um, yeah, I mean, we, I, I've got a, um, as people know, um, I, I quite enjoy Twitter. I've got a... a Do you? I'm not sure, I've not noticed Twitter. that, mate. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's just a little thing of mine. But I've got a Twitter account now, which is um, Millwall um, FOTB. Yep. Um, that will be um, where all the official stuff from the fan on the board will come out. Um there will be other platforms where other bits and pieces come out, but any official messages, that sort of stuff, contacts and all that, you can contact me by that. Um, I've got an email address, which is mickeysimpson17, one word, um, at gmail.com, so people can drop me an email. Um, Pete's going to still be doing bits and pieces at the moment, so um, I think probably a lot on a, on a probably a handover period, probably rather till the end of the season, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I've got to go to a, a briefing next week about 
the Spurs and all that to obviously find out what's going on. Yeah. Um, all I want to do is just represent our fan base in the best way possible. Um, and I want to include the fan base um, because I think over the last recent years, um, there's been a bit of separation. There's been a bit of distance between us and the club. Um, yeah, 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 I agree. And um, I'd just like to to re-bring bring that back together in whatever way we need to bring it, um, whether that's to do with food, um, the catering side of it, uh, match day experience, ticket sales, um, you know, all, all sorts of different bits and pieces what, what affect you on a day-to-day basis. Um, and and that's really sort of the angle I want to look at and, and help build. Um, there's various ideas. I've got to learn what I can possibly do and what I can't do before coming out of a list of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a learning curve. I mean, I've got to be careful what I say going forward, um, as in I'm not just obviously the voice piece um, uh, like what I was of AMS, etc. as you know. Um, I now represent the entire fan space um, and I also... Uh, represent the club um, on yeah. an official capacity now. So I can't come out having little pops at people or whatever because I've just got to do it a bit more um, professionally now. So, yeah, that's, that's all. I mean, that's you, major. There is there is a limitation. Uh, you know, we, we've spoken about this privately and we'll say it now to each other openly, Mick. I mean, as fan on the board, you are more within the club's... Um, you know, you're, you're 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 representing the club as well as the fan base. So there is a limitation on what you can can and can't say. Can't probably speak quite as openly as you would have done as AMS online as the independent um, group that that it is. It remains, but you're not going to go away, mate. You're still you're still going to be an active member of of our campaign that we've been fighting recently, aren't you? Oh, definitely. Um... Yeah, definitely, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, that's that's that. The campaign has reached um, a, a stage now. Well, I've said a few times, and we, we've discussed. It's probably reaching a a point now where the the kind of the war fighting role is is coming to a conclusion. And that's moving into the more the lawyer stage and the talking stage, um, which slightly moves into a different realm. Um, so it's put in, in in some senses, it's not a bad time for you to. <laughs> be coming into, into the fold, inside the club's fold, because you can bring a lot to that role. Yeah, and look, you know, it's first and foremost, I work for the fans. Um, that's the position what I've taken on. I've taken on, I like the the fan on the board, the fans representative, whichever way you want to do it. Yeah. That's who I, that that's, they're pretty much my paymaster. Um, and the club is second. Um, yes, I will be stepping back a bit from, the, the frontal side of AMS, but don't forget, <coughs> you know, I started AMS with Paul Turner. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's been what it is um, because of what it is. But on uh, everything, sometimes you have to hand the baton to someone else, and for you know progression and everything else that needs to be handed. So much in the same way as Pete's handed me the fan on the board baton. I now take that and take it and mould it into what I feel I can do and help um, the fans have a voice. Um, whether that be, um, you know, in issues, what they get in, involved in in the club or when they're visiting away clubs, whatever it is, I've got to take everything on and deal with it. So, um, yes, look, it's going to be a challenge. I don't, don't deny that, but I think it's going to be a, 
an interesting challenge um, and a challenge I think I can um, fulfil to my ability. I mean, we've got a new CEO now who seems to have come out with... Yeah. Um, he's been a big asset, hasn't he? Of, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a pair of bollocks on him to a degree, you know. Yeah, The I fan agree. base has obviously said, they're not my words, you know, his fan base has said. Yeah. And I think that working with him and, and stipulating, I mean, I've had meetings um, and the first thing I stipulated is that, I, you know, I'm not going to become the club's mouthpiece in any way. I am going to be representative of the fans. I am going to speak for the fans and we're not always going to get on. But hopefully it can be done in a way where um, we can, you know, we can understand each other and move forward. You know, it's nothing personal as such. It's just my, my job is, is to defend and look out for fans. One question for you, Mick. One, one question. I mean, one of the things that probably... Um, it's a strength and, and maybe a limitation what the way Peter played the role. He was a director of the club. He was he was a member of the board. Um, will you be taking on the similar discipline of being a director or will you re- remain a, a representative more? As I think you just, just use that word. Um, it, 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 will be, it will be a representative, but it will be the... the... I, it will be going forward there, but obviously you've got a trust issue that you've got to start with. Yeah, yeah. So um, these people, you know, certain members know me. Uh, JB knows me. Um, Trevor, people like that know me. Yeah. Um, Steve Cohen knows me, but I've no, I mean, JB's known me for many years. Yeah. You know, I've, I've yeah. had conversations and all that. I had a conversation with JB this this week. Um, where he wished me all the best and thinks that I'll do a good job, et cetera, et cetera. But look, the other people is the, there's no point coming sneaking in with a pair of size tents going, right, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to get. Yeah. Um, I've got full access. I've got everything what, what Pete's got. I can sit on the board. Um, I'll be sitting in the board meetings. I'll be able to raise my concerns with the directors, everything else. Um, so to me, there is no difference to what's going on. Um you know, you, you you are one voice at the board. It's about putting that, that position forward um, and understanding. Um, but no, I, I've been I've been guaranteed that I will have everything what Pete had, um, and it's up to me to build that position going forward. So I'm, I'm perfectly happy. I can't ask for more than that. Just one other, um, before we move along to the campaign, I just want to touch on one mild controversy I, I call it mild because I don't think it's a controversy at all um, the rules of the MSC which is how you've come to get the position now were changed yeah, I'm glad you raised it. they, they yeah, were changed, changed a couple of years ago now um, you, you oppose that change um, yeah we, we we went to the AGM um, I think it was the AGM in 2015 yeah um, unfortunately there wasn't enough um, it was quite publicised at the time but unfortunately there wasn't enough um, members there who voted against it yeah. and the constitution got put in that um, from from the club or from I think Andy Ambler etc was uh, um, at the time that because of everything what happened with the last election mm. it got um, quite bitter it got quite bitter yeah. To, yeah to a degree I think it was just passion really yeah. more than anything else but yeah it, it got um, your words are there yeah it they stipulated that they wanted, um, going forward, they wanted a guarantee that um, there wouldn't just be someone from the fan base who possibly might not have experience, might not this, might not that. Um, so what they said is, right, you have to sort of become from the MSC. Yeah. Um, you have to sit on the MSC for a year. You have to attend meetings. You have to attend the club meetings, see how things are structured, see how things run, etc., etc. Well, 
after that come in, and at the at the time, I was a, a, a strong vocal with Paul Turner against it, saying, "Yeah, look, this isn't right. Um, you know, you, you can't just choose that. There's ten, fifteen thousand fans or more. Mm. But surely, if someone wants to do it and they're qualified for the position, then they should be able to do it." Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that was voted through. There's nothing you can do. So, about a year and a bit ago, I decided that you know what. I've been told by certain members within the MSC and all that, look, if you, you, you want to try and change things, you want to do it, all that, put your money where your mouth is and join the MSC. Yeah. So I did. Um, I joined the MSC. Uh, the vote come round this time, obviously, it's been known for about a year that Pete was going to leave in April. Yeah. Um, I put my name forward and nobody else stood against me, hence why there was an election. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, if, if there was someone else, then yeah, I'd have loved the chance to be able to have an election to be able to speak about, you know, what I want to stand for, everything else. And and I hope the fans think that by doing that, I stopped the position disappearing. Because if no one stood, the position wouldn't be there. It would be redundant. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And all, all it would have been left with is is MSC representation, one side, AMS the other, um, and that would have been it. But hopefully this way... We can bring fan groups together to a degree, um, so at least they they have a platform to be speaking to each other. Um, bring the Lions trust in as well, yeah, I agree and, with that. and just hopefully have a uh, a united front um, with the fan base, so that both sides of the of the void as such are um, communicated. They're both sides have got a voice, um, and going forward, what I want is is across all platforms. So you know. I'd like to build with a relationship with certain people from Mill Online, certain mm. people within Hoff, yeah. um, certain people on Facebook, certain people on Twitter, so that when messages need to go out, you can just sit there and, and, and speak to these people and they can help get a message out. Um, I will be speaking across all platforms. Yeah. Um, a lot of it will be more statement than rather getting into to and, sorry. and everything else. Yeah. People, because sometimes that can just go... Um, absolutely crazy sometimes in, in one direction or another. Um, and also typing words can be mis, um, misunderstood. Yeah. So there will be statements. Um, I will look at all the platforms yourself, uh, Lions Live. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been um, offered, obviously, that I can now use the club um, stuff. So the YouTube channel, yeah. the, the Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, look, at, at the end of the day, there's been a few people asking, you know, well, Lions TV, all of that. Um, you know, me and Dan had a, a, a bit of a falling out with the AMS side. But look, it, it's, it, it, it was there and, and whatnot, and I don't think it's a massive falling out. If he wants to do an interview on Lions TV, I've got no issue with that. Just, you know, you know how to contact me. Give me a call. You've got my mobile number. Give me a call. Um, and we can set something up. It, it, it's about inclusion. It's about every single person inclusion. From, from the fan who's, you know, the, the young kids who... We've got an issue all the way up to, to the fan what's been going 60, 70 years. I want to be there to represent every single person who supports Millwall. And I want to make sure that the good stuff is highlighted. So the stuff that the community does, the stuff what fans do with charities, with this and that. I want to make sure that the publicity of Millwall is good rather than it's so easy to sit there and jump on the back of something what happened 20, 30 years ago. That's the bit what I want. I want to try and help um, get rid of some of this lazy journalism. Well said. Well said, mate. I think everyone can go along with that. I, 
I certainly do. I, th- I think you're right. I think the the bringing together of the various groups there's been too much fractured. Um, you know, Millwall fans um, do love to, if they can't get an argument going outwards, they'll find an argument going inwards, won't they? Um, but bringing people together, I think, is the way forwards. And and developing develop a long term fan base, mate. We've got you, the kids. We we need to get a, we need to get supporters for the future into our club, don't we? Exactly, exactly. I mean, I've got two kids. I've got a ten-year-old and a four-year-old, and that's going to be a very, very strong point of what I want to do in my initial first term. And then, obviously, if I do a good job, then hopefully I'll get another term. But I'm not going to do everything right all the time, and no. I know that. No. And I'm not going to please every single person. But as long as people understand that, look, things I'm doing are generally for the heart of the fan base and the club, then hopefully that will create some form. I'm going to be open. I'm not going to be sitting in a, you know, I, I obviously with the position, you get to sit in the director's box if you want. Um, you get to sit there and speak to things. I'm not necessarily going to be doing that. Some games I probably have to, if it's a big game or whatever, I have to be around there. I will go there before like the exit lounge, but I'll be sitting around the stadium and I will probably publicise where I'll be sitting so that you can come and speak to me, come and tell me. Because not everyone's on the internet. No, so they're not. No, that's, you know, <coughs> I, that's I, another I, direction yeah. to think about. Yeah, uh, and also the fact that look, if you've got issues or stuff that's affecting you on a day-to-day basis when you come to the club, whether that be that the burgers uh, are rock hard and you've been using mazamas or the pies are rock hard or you don't like the beer or you don't like this or that, tell me. Because if you don't tell me, I can't tell the club. Um, and that's what it's all about. I mean, there's various ways to think about. We we can talk. Other people will have will also be well versed in that kind of thing. But I don't think there's any substitute for handing out a leaflet or two once in a while to non people who don't go on the net and don't buy the program. We still got to reach our fans. There's there's ways to do it, and I think you know the the ideas and suggestions you talk about are, are spot on, mate. Um, one thing I, I I suppose one other thing that just strikes me as we're talking. I mean, the the role of fan on the ball can be a bit of a thankless one. Sometimes you you, you hit the nail on the head. You can't please everyone all the time and sometimes you get involved in cases or um, situations where you know people will say one thing to you and then the evidence presents itself as something else when when you actually I think it'll be I, I, I think the prime example for that is the same thing what I tell my kids right and and I don't mean to disgrade or or, or to lower it in any way but what I tell my kids is this be honest with me tell me the truth I can defend you yeah. if you lie to me and it's proven that you've lied to me then you make me look like a mug. And that's it. I don't care what you've done. If, you tell, if, you, if you're honest with me when you tell me, at least then I'll be able to defend you in a way I can. But if it's if it's a lie and I go into a meeting and someone's done this or done that, or, you yeah. know, oh, this person done that, and then all of a sudden CCTV or whatever proves otherwise, all of a sudden yeah. I'm on the back foot because it's made me look like a mug. Um, you're you're, you're yeah. bowled out, middle, middle stump bowled out. As soon as that comes to light, you're yeah. you're you're, yeah. you're you're out, and, and that's that's yeah. that's the truth that's of it. I'm well, that, I don't want that, you know. No, that's good advice for any any situation like that. But I, I, I make you right. Um, just to to close out, Mick. Um, the campaign, as we've said, has reached a, a kind of a pause in a sense. We've got this um, Lewisham inquiry that's going to be looming. Um, there'll be a lot of conversations that need to take place about about that and what, what line the club's going to take in it and, and whether to engage yeah. with it at all, to be absolutely honest, because I I don't like the look of it at the moment. We, we, remains to be seen who chairs it. That might be a critical part of that. Um, we've also seen in the last week renewal pop up on screen. Mushtaq did an interview on, on um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and also increasingly on Twitter now, Steve Norris on behalf of the of the charity. Um, 
they haven't gone away, mate, have they? They're still out there. They're still they're still lurking. They still see a sniff of a chance to get their scheme off the ground. Oh, definitely. But I think it's, you know, probably this is probably the last time I talk as the official talk <laughs> on, on the AMS side. But look, the, the campaign's now moved in a different direction. It's now going to be focused on our side quite heavily through lawyers. Yeah. Um, because obviously the investigation is getting deeper. Um, it will be what it is. Stick with us. They will try to divide. They will try to divide the fan base. Yep. Um, We've seen that, and we, we this week. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we're Millwall. We stand together through, through thick or thin. Um, I remember, you know, listening to people with the stories of the old, the old times and all that, and the shouts and all that, and it's stand Millwall, stand together. No, no one's left alone, you know, and everyone looks out for each other, mate. And that's the Millwall way, and that's the way it is. I must say though, I have to say, Ken, our fan base in normal circumstances would have been offering people out, turning up with people, all of this, yeah. and they haven't. But you know what? Whoever wants to come on Twitter and try and have a pop at people, then unfortunately you are coming up against the premiership of keyboard warriors. And Millwall are, <laughs> are probably the best. Millwall fans are probably the best um, at dealing with trolls and keyboard warriors. They, football clubs got. They get slaughtered. I mean, we, we, we've seen Councillor Al come online. We've seen Stephen Norris this week trying to come out of his corner fighting, and they get they get slaughtered. They don't know what they're walking into. Um, no, they don't. And well done to everyone for the restraint with which they've they've dealt with these people because um, there's been no obvious um, problems. You know, I've not seen anything where anyone's gone too far, but they certainly pulled them to yeah. pieces online, Mickey, and um, it's fantastic viewing at times. Um, so yeah. The, the, the next phase of the campaign moves into the lawyer zone, which has been very, yeah. very different. Um, the AMS research continues and, into renewal. Yeah. I mean, um, going forward, it's now going to obviously, it'll be Paul Turner will give you, it'll be your your interviews as such with Paul Turner on the AMS side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, look, it's, we're still there. We're not giving, we're not going away. The fans gave us money. We're using that money wisely. We are. Um, and, you know, you're, you're obviously there. You see it all. Um, we're getting results. We're getting great results. It's just, unfortunately, that some of the stuff we're finding now, we can't necessarily just come out on social media with it. But as soon as we can get stuff out, we will. Or, Listen, or the, the, AVS will. Uh, the, and it'll go from there. The mere fact, I mean, if I've said this to you um, privately. I'll say it now on, on this show. Six months ago, back in September, when the Lewisham Cabinet voted through the scheme that would have dealt a mortal blow to our club, 6-1, it didn't look like anything could stop it. And here we are, March... And it's um, the, the CPO scheme is dead in the water. Surrey Canal Sports Foundation, the heart of that scheme, um, is floundering. And we've got politicians, um, like I compared them to, like Saturday Night Drunks, trying to call people names on, online. It's it's an amazing yeah. turnaround. And, um, yeah, no, definitely. And so I'm just going to close by saying that wouldn't have happened, Mickey, without your energy, mate. And that's why I make you very, very well suited to this role. I know that... Um, I know that you're nervous about it, and I, I, I understand that, and I think the Mill fan base will be understanding of that too. I, I, look, I'm just I'm nervous because it's a, it's a massive pair of shoes to walk into, um, and also the fact that you've just got to be a bit careful because now you're in that position. There'll be people who want to try and you up. know um, yeah, top of you over or, or yeah. come out and have pops at you and everything else. But look, I promise you, I will do the best I possibly can in the same way I did with AMS in the same way that I did with joining the MSC. Um, and, and I managed to run, you know, a position with the a AMS and the MSC and keep them completely different, keep them completely confidential. I never shared meetings from 
the MSC with the AMS and never with the AMS with the MSC nope. uh, because that was a criteria at the beginning for for me coming on to the MSC and and that would go forward. There isn't everything I'd be able to say um, from stuff within the club. I know that people will sit there and ask and all that. I can't. But stuff I can say, more than happily say, and if I can't say anything, I will tell you exactly why I can't say it. Um, and hopefully... You you know, hopefully over the last couple of years, the fan base has understood me, how I am, um, and the passionate and everything else. To me, it's about Millwall and preserving Millwall going forward. As I said, I've got a kid who's four, I've got a little boy who's four and a girl who's ten. They both love Millwall. I want them to have the good times and the bad times I've had supporting Millwall in 20 years' time for them. And that's, that, that's, that's the heart of the matter. Club is, as you know, the club becomes a religion. Um, you know, win, lose, or draw, it don't really matter. But that club, that club becomes part of you um, in a way that uh, I, you, you can't explain. Um, and as the AMS saying, once you start attacking your family, then unfortunately you'll defend that in whatever means possible. Well said, mate. Mickey Simpson, fan on the board. Elect. Thank you very much. <laughs> well done, Your Excellency. Thank you for coming on our show. Um, no worries. Thank you very much, Tim. And we'll, we'll be in touch again very shortly, mate. All the best. No worries, cheers mate. And I'm not going away with some dirty dog on the fronts to spit all over me. If he spits over me, I'm not fucking playing lots of tea. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.